Hello listeners and welcome to the review room. Nope, no Paco this week and Max has refused to host. I don't know what I did to offend him, but I hope it was worth it at the time. I just like hearing your voice, Michael. Yeah, I'm not going to believe that. You enjoy the sound of yours far more. (laughs) True, but only when (laughs) re-listening. So listeners, it's the review room. We're going to take a look at a new game. In this case, we'll be looking at Dominar from the Tempest series, designed by Jim Pinto and produced by AG. We're going to run it through the mill, give it a play, and then come back and tell you what you think of it. But before we get to that, we're going to discuss components and a bit of how the game works. With me, I have Max, obviously. Hi, Hello. And we have Cesare with us. Hi, Ches. Greetings. Excellent. So, Dominar, what do we think, guys? Um, I love the board. Yes. First thing. It's, uh, it, it's basically uh, it's a bird's eye view of what appears to be a city. Tempest. Yeah. There you go. Um, uh, each block, sort of, it, it's a, it's a bit like um, uh, Italian city has rivers running through it. Uh, Venice. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like Venice in the in the it, it appears to be built in the middle of a river. So you've got different blocks um, in between the uh, the water, which uh, have different tiles on for colours, which will come into the game, but. The tiles work really well, so you can still see all the buildings behind it. Uh, the artwork's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's this nice, clear art style that I think we can say we're used to now from the Tempest series from AEG. Really nice, continuous art style. It's the same icons for the guilds that we've seen through other games as well. I mean, granted, not Love Letter. That was very much a different thing. There was different iconography going on for that, but so little of it that even then with, with the, the the wax seals and the colour it's quite obviously part yeah. of the same set yeah it is um, we've got some tracks on the board down the right hand side we've got some point tracks for the different regions and what they're going to be worth at the end of the game they slide up and down so we're going to be manipulating them during play there's a player order which I can't help but love just for the fact that there's scapegoat Marked on the first space. <laughs> yeah, there totally is. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to really enjoy working out which one of us gets to be the scapegoat very often. Um, I think the icons for the, the guilds, essentially, that are, are used in the game are really quite clear as well. Um, they're they're colour-coordinated. Yep. So the Senate is green, the churches are sort of rosy, pinky red, um, the merchant quarters are light blue, but it, it matches where they are on the board as well, so everything is really clear icon wise it's it's really easy to distinguish to distinguish where um all the pieces are it's brilliantly designed yeah to go with that we've got these cards which are the ability cards for having control of those districts and again it's the same really clear symbols nice decent quality cards for it the text that's there is done in a nice size it's beautiful presentation on it We've got our standard cube pieces here. Uh, We've got quite a few each uh, and some little wooden pieces as well. Um, But we've got some decks as well. We've got a little player cards in front of us, but standard waxy feels slightly larger than average size card, maybe a little bit wider. Yeah, I think they're a bit wider. Um, They're about the same height in the looks of it. But they... that's the interesting deck you've got there. Oh, okay. That's that's the deck which has got to be... It's over an inch high, probably heading towards two, of 
just cards that are our conspirators we're going to be recruiting for this game. Oh, okay. It's all about building our conspiracy. We're going to have seven spaces to play conspirators into, and they're going to help us gather influence and money and give us different abilities based on their positions as we try and take control of Tempest. They're the major mechanic in the game. The other deck of cards we've got is an event deck, which those familiar with the Tempest series will be used to. We saw it turn up in Macante, and the first one in the series that I can't for the life of me remember the name of. Bear with me, listeners, this one's just humiliating. I don't remember. <laughs> Do you want me to look it up and start that again? <laughs> nope, I'll live with the degradation. <laughs> the The last thing we've really got is, is the all-obvious box. Yes. It's, uh, it's about the standard size of a of a board game box square um, the artwork on the front is is gorgeous to put it bluntly yeah and yet you look at it and you can't help but think this is a euro yeah, <laughs> yeah without it, it being dull yeah. <laughs> it, it does scream it on the front but as you say in a nice way it's a sort of what renaissance sort of image yeah yeah um, you've got what looks like a town crier standing on barrels holding a holding a parchment sort of shouting with people around some of them looks like he's from the merchant guild doesn't yes it? yes and the icon um it, it it suits the game perfectly uh yeah. icon and art wise you know I'll, I'll stand in for paco as he's not here but i really <laughs> can't find anything wrong with this game at all no i mean i i didn't know there are other games in the series but as soon as you mentioned love letter uh the artwork on this it, it's exact fit uh i mean they've kept the art style spot on and uh it's very nice. I mean, you said about the the board that it's like Venice. I mean, this is almost the exact time period, you know, the Renaissance. Yeah, you know, yeah. That they're going it's meant for. To me, I think. Um, yeah. so. Michael knows more about the Tempest series than I do, although I played previous games. But uh, I think, although they're all part of the same series, I think all the designers for each one are different. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've had a Tempest game, two Tempest games by the same designer yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So this uh, this will play completely differently from the others, but. Yeah, we'll see how well it stands up because I mean, love, love letter was fantastic. So, for those who are like Cesare and don't know much about it, AEG actually opened up the Tempest universe. There's a game designer pack. You can get in touch with them if you have game ideas and try and build it into their system. They're inviting designers to come in and build a world for gaming. Here, it's not wow. meant to be standalone games. It's there's a continuous storyline behind it. The first game features the Queen being deposed for intrigues, and that's why you've got people trying to court her daughter, the Princess, in Love Letter. Okay. You've got Macante that takes over later on down the story is the fourth one, I think, in the game story, where you're down on the docks dealing with trade. This the third game where dealing with the political intrigues in the scramble for power after the deposition. It it all ties together and there is certainly so far a plot through it I don't yet know what the plot is for Canalis which is the fifth one I believe in the series okay so it's a really nice idea yeah, yeah it's, it's not something you've really seen that often in yeah I haven't seen that well in, 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 in a board gaming theme. series seen similar things in books and some video games but for a board game series I think the closest we get to sequels in board gaming uh, the Fantasy Flight Cthulhu series to a certain extent yeah we've seen multiples in that and uh, we saw Snow Tales 2 come out fairly recently as well for those that are into that kind of game uh, the last thing I think probably to say on this components wise is we have some fairly standard cardboard coins but all of it goes into a very nicely done plastic insert 
that keeps everything beautifully in order, space for decks of cards, all the pieces, keeps the coins sorted as well. I like the coin rack, that's nice, they don't just throw in loose. Yeah. It's much easier. There's no question that having a decent insert that means you can just go and will play is always a real boon to a game. Yeah. So, so far, so good. Indeed. Who feels like uh, setting up a conspiracy and trying to overthrow people in power <laughs> while messing with each other? And then we'll play Domino. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. So we just finished our first play of Dominari. My head hurts. Well, we did start it like two and a half hours ago. Has <laughs> it been that long? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long game, people. Yeah. And I don't know what you guys think, but I can't see it getting dramatically quicker no matter how many times you play it. What you draw, the order it comes out in, who the other people are playing to affect the exposure track. It's almost all tactics. Yeah. Yeah, I would... Possibly you could speed it up, but you're looking at what? The same people playing it, few amount of people, and a hundred times to know the back of every card. I mean, there, but, were, there were only three of us. Yeah. This, this, is, this game plays up to six. Um, can, can you imagine how much longer it takes? Five hours? <laughs> Someone, what's it say on the back of that? Uh... Two to three hour playing time. There you okay, go. that's about right. Well, uh, we can't dis- we can't dispute that. No. <laughs> it certainly is. I'm glad this game has a clock. <laughs> if it didn't have the seven seasons, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's a long game, and you've got to be thinking the entire time. And the luck that you get the cards in determines so much. Yeah. You're putting an awful lot of effort into something where there's a huge amount of random in it. I mean, I got very lucky with the cards I got. I got some early synergy, which was great. But more importantly, and I'm sure Max will have a lot more to say about this than I will, I managed to get cards which seemed to be pretty much immune to other players meddling with them up until the last turn when I got lucky on the turn order. So Michael's basically saying that because I have a problem in this game. <laughs> the cheerful one, here he is, people. Max yeah, Murray. Yeah, well, I know. I, lo- I love this game and I hate it at the same time. Uh, reason being is that in that particular game, it might have just been, you know, circumstances for the way that game worked. Because of the um, the agents that we had, Cesare uh, had certain characters that could basically just flip mine down and just kill their turn. And he could do it basically every turn. And Michael had all knaves uh, and plebeians, which Cesare couldn't target. So it just meant every single turn I had one of my characters turned over, turned over. And it just absolutely wrecked the game for me. Uh, more importantly than that, it was turning your stuff down and he was getting a useful effect as well. Yeah. It wasn't a one-for-one trade, was it? It was, and as an afterthought, I'll mess you up a bit. You know, fair play to him. He was he was playing the game and wrecking me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it, it absolutely sucked an awful lot of the fun out of the match. And I feel uh, that that the agents, which is the part of the game I love, is at the same time the part of the game that, that just holds it back slightly for me. Because um, once you're sort of locked in trying a strategy with, with 
certain types of characters it's although you can do it it's quite hard to change out of it into something different and that that means in this that particular instance where Cesare just had a lock on me that you know short of changing my whole game plan and half of my agents which I'd already played I, I was pretty up uh, up the creek so yeah. to speak it, it certainly highlights the issue between strategy which is something that you and I really favour in games I'm not so sure on you Cesare where you sit on this one and makes it more of a tactical game where there's a lot more opportunism in it than well, I feel that some of the variables in this one because I'd set up with I think my first three or four agents and then Tesoro played that one card which just ruined me mm. <laughs> absolutely ruined me how was it Good from your perspective? <laughs> yeah I mean it, that ability allowed me to use two of my agents in one go and I'd get end result like whatever I wanted to do but at the same time for free I could tap down a card which was pretty much resetting your best card and I probably didn't use it to its best ability I should have gone for that at the beginning of each turn knowing what card you were going to use I thought you were just um, being sympathetic to my plight actually <laughs> no I, mean, I just yeah I mean that, that did seem a bit much thing is as well which agents you choose it's our first time playing through um, I think we went for the the wealthier guilds. You did. So <laughs> we were fighting over them, whereas Michael... I had a free reign in the slums. So he could go wherever he wanted, and so while we were fighting over the same areas, he could, you know, yeah. I'll take this, this, and this, and at the end of the game, it was like, well, no one... You know, fought me for these, but uh... yeah, I ended up locked in in largely the Senate and the Church. But I also, because of your cards, I was stuck also placing influence in the, in the Merchant Quarter, which is where Cesare absolutely just kicked me out uh, face down. Whereas Michael literally had a finger in every pie, and uh, and he totally won for the reference by yeah. like ten points. I I did really like the agents, and I don't like to use the term broken. There were definitely some that have abilities that are much better than others. And even though some of the scores, like some of the sevens, uh, are like game changers, uh, which you get one use of at the end of the game, um, it's, it's some of the lower numbers that, that seemed particularly good on, on some cards more so than, than others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw a lot more really powerful fours than I did five, sixes, or sevens, at least yeah. in the cards that I saw anyway. And like, I like. Like Max, uh, myself, the the early two three stages, we were changing our agents a lot at that point, trying to decide on on what we were gonna actually use, and that was using up actions. Um, whereas uh, Michael, I think you you pretty much liked what you were. I got very lucky about. with two early cards. They're the ones that Cesare mentioned. There's a one of the factions is the Shadow Men, and they give you the ability where everyone else is pretty much tied to a color, except. The uh, merch, the sorry, culture classes, who can place anywhere, but they have no influence benefit at all. The shadow men get a bit of everything. Their abilities aren't great. Their influence is okay. They get some gold, but the big deal is that you can pay a coin to start them literally anywhere, and that's just huge at every stage of the game. Just being able to go, I want to target this area. I want to target this, and certainly having a pair of them that Cesare couldn't deal with the way he was dealing with Max's powerful cards was a huge asset start to finish see I, re I really like the agent abilities I like the way that you can actually build up your own set that play off each other give you extra influence yeah. things like that and, and work in the right area but I think that the thing for me is 
I wish that you built up your own engine and then fought on the board. Yeah. Whereas it, there's an awful lot of sort of, well, not an awful lot, but there, there was quite a bit of side stuff where you could attack players and flip their cards down, and that aspect of it I didn't like. I'd rather have the strategy on the board where you're trying to outmaneuver each other's pieces rather than just having mm. someone stab you in the back while you just set up your combo and just ruin you. Yeah, that, that brought it down. To bring it round to some structure stuff for the game, we played it with three players. Okay. What do we think of that? Is that a sweet spot for this game, or do we immediately see issues? I see issues from my point of view. Yeah, I agree. I think a fourth player would hopefully diversify that one player being victimised because yes. a card happened to fit. I think that would bring yeah, it yeah, round very quickly. Um, I think, yeah, I think the, the higher the numbers, the more variance there's going to be yeah. uh, amongst their... I mean, that's going to stretch that game out beyond yeah. three hours. Th this board um, has a second side to it, which is just for five to six players. I'm not sure I'd ever want to play this with five or six players. I'd try four, but yeah, I think I think four would balance out the the actual not not just the <laughs> victimizing for lack of better. Word. <laughs> I uh, think it's an accurate word to be fair. It, with. it would balance out some of the board as well because because Jezreel and I got a little locked in the areas we were in and couldn't really, um, without giving up the areas we were in, take on where Michael was. I think a fourth player would just uh, help balance that out a little because he did get a bit. He got a complete runaway with basically the swamps and the. And, uh, Athenium. Athenium, which uh, I, I think I stepped in once and got booted out, and Cesare never even looked at it. So, you know, I think a fourth player that has some extra different cards in different areas would help balance out the actual the gameplay as well, the, the main yeah. game. It's definitely interesting what you say about this war of attrition whereby, in somewhere, you're in far enough that you can't withdraw and put your influence elsewhere. You have to keep fighting, even if you know that ultimately you're fighting a losing battle just because that's where you're only allowed to place yeah. yeah and you can't allow the other person to just use their actions wherever else they want to gouge you yeah. definitely an attrition thing so there, there is a lot of strategy to it but it's just some of the variants mm. and that yeah. that lets down the balance which is really what i like yeah wasn't quite there i think i think with a few more plays in which um, we got different agents and stuff we'd probably get completely different results because of the variance knowing the game a bit better and well, well also also just because of the different cards Michael got Building all knaves you know I got yeah. a lot of the clergy and stuff and you got bits I'm sure if we mixed it up and got different different hands essentially different agents played down the, the, the results would be completely different oh yeah so it is one of those games I think you have to play through a few times um, although I was annoyed I <laughs> got a bit frustrated but I did still enjoy the game mm. yeah I came last and I really enjoyed the game <laughs> I, I would definitely play this again I, I, I think there's a lot of life in this yeah. um, and I think I think three to four people is, is the sweet spot uh, more than four you're getting into a really lengthy game I think four less than three that's not going to four uh, dead on for me I think three, three was fun but it just it just allows for that chance yeah uh, one last thing I want to make sure we touch on before we get too far from it and that's one of the variance things the uh, event cards they turn up each round. They let the player who is going to lose the most points, potentially due to exposure, determine which way to influence the number of points that the different areas of the border works. And you get some events off it as well. It was a nice little interlude, I thought, from the yeah. back and forth. And, and I think it works well, considering six out of seven turns, <laughs> I did have the most exposure, so I got to decide. And I still came last. So I think I think that works well. And it, it is nice to... 
I think if one person was dominating in one area, you could potentially... Well, but that works again to variance, yeah. because a lot of the stuff you got was in areas that weren't necessarily being fought over or, you know, or you weren't necessarily in. Yeah. So you had to make that sort yeah. of decision of, of which one of them do you want to have the points, which one do you want to take away, when, when you're not in either. A fourth player, I think, could help there as well. Yes. Yeah. Suddenly you get to play Kingmaker a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Which definitely Cesare did towards the last. Yeah. You know, one of the areas was decided ultimately on Cesare going... I know I can't win this area, but I know who I think's going to win, and let's try and pull the points back. Yes, yes, that did stop you from winning by another five points, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, technically it would have been nine, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's not a high-scoring game, that's for sure. Yeah. No. I mean, I had what was considered to be a great score between us, and I still only hit 30. So this is definitely following in the classic Euro vein of you're going to work very, very hard for not very many points. <laughs> Yeah, well, you did have the four points from the minus and the exposure as well. So yeah, I mean, I had no, I had no minus points at all, and I only finished on twenty. Yeah. Uh, so, any final thoughts, peeps? I liked it. I think the <laughs> only thing. Uh... <laughs> okay, that's not very descriptive. Cesare Patterson, ladies one, and gentlemen. Uh, we did notice there's no uh, points track at the end. We use the. Um, exposure track to, mm. to tally up the points um, but yeah I guess that would have added another area to an already large board but yeah I like this I play again um, I'd, I'd potentially buy it I, I like it although I think this is this is not a good entry level game <laughs> dear god's <laughs> help uh, no, no, no. Jez, this really um, isn't <laughs> I think if, if all the people playing this haven't played a lot of uh, board games, yeah, fine, but uh, but no. This is what's known as the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, All three of us are experienced when it comes to synergistic card games. You know, we've played a lot of Magic, we've played a lot of other games in that sort of vein. We like our deck builders, we like anything that involves back and forth and manipulating combos and stuff like that. And it's still not a quick game, is it? No. no. no I like it. Despite hating it. Despite hating <laughs> it, I like it. I'm a man of contradictions. Uh, well, I, get, I, can, I can see the game there. I really can. I think I, I had a particularly bad round, that one, where I got a bit screwed by variance. But I'd love to play it again just to see how it turns out. I, I think it's got a lot of potential um, for me, personally. Uh, I think an awful lot of people that are into, into Euros and, and games like that will, will adore this. Yeah, uh, for me, it does nearly everything right. There's a variance issue. You're always going to get that when you put random elements into a game. And I think it probably runs a season too long for my taste. I think I could have finished it at six and been much happier than seeing it play a seventh, but that's a tiny niggle because I didn't get to the point where I'd had enough. So, you know, I approve this. Are we saying three out of three? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Three out of three gamers approve this game. Thank you for listening. Your hosts for this podcast have been Paco, Michael and Max. This podcast has been produced by Michael Chamberlain with help from Paco Rosario. The music has been composed by Kevin We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast.gmsmagazine.com You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at GMS Magazine. 
And we are on Facebook and Google Plus and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channel in iTunes and please do give us a review and a rating, which is truly appreciated. For more quality shows, listen to our other rooms, the RPG room, the board game room and the interview rooms. But until next time, let the games continue. Uh, oh God, word fail, Michael, edit, start this again. <laughs> <laughs>